Hi, and this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the December 2013 CTSS quiz. And this is the 12th quiz this year, and this is our last quiz for the year. So hopefully you got them all right, and there were 10 terrific cases. And let's get started. This is an interesting case. When you look carefully at the images, what I've given you are bilateral large adrenal masses. And of course, you could think of many possibilities. And I told you in this case, the patient has no known malignancy because if you see bilateral adrenal masses, of course, you should be thinking about metastasis. Um, of course, the patient could have metastasis, but you don't know the patient has a primary. But what's interesting about these lesions in the adrenal, it's not just a mass, it's like multiple lobular masses. Now, this is not the appearance of simple hyperplasia. There you have large adrenals, but the limb shape is maintained. And lymphoma can involve the adrenal glands with large masses, so in theory that's a possibility. But I mentioned again, there's no malignancy and there's no adenopathy or anything else seen in the study. And so the best diagnosis is going to be adenomatous hyperplasia. And with adenomatous hyperplasia, you have multiple lesions in the adrenal glands. The adrenals are very, very large. And this is just an unusual diagnosis, but we've seen several cases. In this case, I asked you what the most likely diagnosis is. And if you look carefully, what you see is this proximal small bowel dilated just to the left of midline and a very sharp transition. It's almost like a twist there. Now, I don't see a mass, so the obstruction is not going to be due to small bowel metastasis. And there's no internal hernia that I see. Uh, again, you might think about volvulus. But I really don't see evidence of a volvulus. Remember, volvulus you often see with internal hernia. What you see here is a very sharp cutoff, and this is going to be due to adhesions. So adhesions is the best answer. This is a patient with pancreatic cancer, and the patient has findings that I asked you about. What's the stuff on the omentum? Well, this is really a straightforward case. This is a very impressive example of tumor implants on the omentum. No ifs, ands, or buts. Extensive ascites seen with multiple implants present. It's not extramedullary hematopoiesis. It's not enlarged lymph nodes. And it's not plasma cytomas. Okay, there's not much choice here. These are just implants, if, and, or but. No possible other explanation. But I thought it's a very nice example. It's one of the prettier examples of implants, usually with pancreatic cancer. We do see carcinomatosis, but the implants are very small. These are the largest, most discrete implants I think I've ever seen. In this case, I ask you, what is the mass in the right iliopsoas and paraspinal muscles? And what you see is you see masses that are hypervascular. And you can think of many possibilities, but the first thing to look at is the absence of the left kidney. This patient had renal cell carcinoma, and if you look really hard, look at the pancreas, you can see a vascular lesion in the pancreas. So this patient has evidence of a left nephrectomy, which means renal cell carcinoma, metastatic to the pancreas, but also metastatic to muscle, and that's the best answer in this case. And METs from uh, renal cell carcinoma typically match the primary tumor, so it's very common. Remember, 90% of all renal cells are clear cells, and clear cells are typically vascular, so it's very common to get metastasis that are vascular. And that's true whether it's to pancreas, as in this case, or to muscle, as in this case. Same thing would be true to lung, bone, or liver. This is a great case. Um, I mentioned in this patient with impending aortic rupture, what's the CT sign? Well, the first thing you notice is there's a large aneurysm, but you can see the sac of the aneurysm uh, is sitting on the bone, is sitting on the spine, but also you uh, 
Look at this zone with the left psoas muscle and it obliterates that interface. There's also an apparent leak from the aorta at about 5 o'clock. Look at the sagittal view, how it's sort of eroding onto the spine. And that's a classic sign. It's called the drape aorta sign. It means impending rupture. Okay? The other signs I just made up to give you three wrong answers, but a great case of a draped aorta sign. You don't see it that commonly, but again, it's very critical, as we did in this case, to call the surgeon and tell them about the danger of impending rupture. This is an interesting case. This patient was postpartum with continued bleeding, and we've seen a few cases like this recently. It's very interesting how cases come in clusters. But if you look at the images, the first thing you see is the very bright placenta enhancing. But okay, the placenta commonly can enhance brightly. But look inside the central canal. What you can see there is soft tissue. Now there's some blood present, and maybe it's all bleeding. But when you really look carefully, particularly on the coronal view, you really see a soft tissue high up in the, in the fundus of the uterus by the placenta. And what you're thinking about here is with the uterus enhancing so much and that soft tissue in the cavity, this must be retained placenta. And this is really a great example of retained placenta with active bleeding. They went in, removed this placenta, the patient did fine. It's not a ruptured aneurysm, it's not due to hypercoagulability states, and it surely is not a normal postpartum study. This is a great case. What I'm showing you is when you look carefully at these two coronal views, there are multiple small bowel masses. There's at least three that I can see. And again, then the question is, what is the most likely diagnosis and what is the least likely diagnosis? I'm asking what the least likely diagnosis is. So if I'm thinking GI bleeding, small bowel, solid masses, I'm thinking primary tumor, I'm thinking lymphoma, perhaps adenocarcinoma, occasionally just tumor, and then I'm thinking metastasis. And if I had to pick a metastasis, I would always pick melanoma. In fact, this case is metastatic melanoma to small bowel. The least likely diagnosis is Crohn's disease. These are masses. This is not Crohn's. If it was Crohn's, it would be a carcinoma. But you don't see multiple sites of carcinoma in Crohn's patients. One of the lesions potentially could be the possibility. What's the best diagnosis in this case? And what I'm showing you here is a very classic case in the sense that we see a dilated pancreatic duct, we see glandular atrophy, but then we see a transition in the body of the gland. There's a very subtle zone of enhancement there. And in fact, I would have considered a neuroendocrine tumor as one of the possibilities, but we've seen some of them, but that's pretty uncommon. But here, the transition zone, you're thinking about pancreatic adenocarcinoma. And to me, it's adenocarcinoma until proven otherwise. Autoimmune pancreatitis, the gland is large. Chronic pancreatitis, the whole gland is small. You don't have this very nice transition. Okay, the transition point, whenever I see a transition, I'm worrying about carcinoma. This is a great case. I'm showing you arterial and venous phase imaging. There's a large left periodic mass, which in fact involves the duodenum, and also, if I showed you other images, would involve the renal vein. It's very vascular, extends to the kidney. What could this be? Now, I gave you a little hint, the patient's hypertensive, and that'll help you out. Lymphoma, it could be lymphoma, but lymphoma is not vascular. Germ cell tumor, it's a great location. That's a possibility. And liposarcoma is a thought of a retroperitoneal mass, but liposarcomas typically are going to be uh, not very vascular. But paragangliomas, that's the perfect thing. Paragangliomas are extra adrenal pheos, very vascular, classic location, 
Patients are often hypertensive, and this was a paraganglioma, just a most excellent case. This is a great case. Unfortunately, I only can show two images, so it makes it tricky. If you look at the image on your left, you see this thrombus in the patient's IVC. And if you look at the image on the right, the coronal view, you see the thrombus is really coming out of the pelvis. This is a 40-ish-year-old female, there's a pelvic mass, and this IVC involvement. So lymphoma can compress the IVC, I guess, but usually doesn't invade. And ovarian cancer can create pelvic masses, but usually doesn't invade the uh, IVC. This is not a case of flow-related changes. These are real findings. The classic thing, think pelvic masses, think uterine masses, think extension into vessels in the pelvis, then extending up into the IVC, that's intravenous leiomyomatosis. It's an unusual diagnosis. We saw two cases in the last month, which is two more than I see a year usually. But it's a great diagnosis. It's one of those things people often show you in conference. So it's something good to know about. Well, those are 10 terrific cases in a year where we had 12 series of 10 terrific cases. I hope you enjoyed the cases, and I hope that the coming year will be better for everyone and that 2014 will be great. And so from CTSS, wishing you a happy and healthy holiday season and a happy and healthy new year. See you on CTSS quiz in January. Bye-bye.